Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. Uh, we are continuing our journey through the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and we have been one by one uh, going through the verses that are called the Beatitudes, and today we really come to uh, the last one of the blessed verses, um, Matthew 5, uh, verse 10. You want to read it, Randy? I will. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, I think also now with this one you need to add 11. It's the end of this blessed section, and and they go together. They are part of uh, a whole here. So you want to go ahead and read verse 11 as well. Well, is that the rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven, for so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. What translation are you using? I don't know which one that is, but uh, when I brought up some some research in uh, in advance, that's what it was showing me. What have you got? Well, okay, this is what I've got. (laughs) Okay, uh, verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Uh, Now also verse uh, 12. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, uh, ballpark, same thing. There. Ballpark, the same thing. So, you know, let's be honest. Uh, uh, we were talking before the show that uh, uh, this is a very difficult passage. This is uh, this is really hard. This is uh, considering yourself blessed uh, to have joy, uh, to have bliss, to have happiness, to be persecuted, to be persecuted. You know, so uh, we'll try to unpack this a little bit and. Uh, and uh, and uh, we hope it'll be helpful and meaningful. And uh, as hopefully all of our uh, considerations of these uh, beatitudes have been. Well, it's interesting because it it uh, kind of bases itself on uh, whoever is made to suffer as a Christian should not be ashamed, but glorify God because of His name. And it seems that through history there were all those in the yeah. Bible. Um, you know, even someone as well-known as uh, Paul, previously as Saul, when, yeah. when Saul was a, a persecutor himself. Right, that's right. So, yeah, Paul, who is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, I mean, he is uh, one who is familiar uh, with both sides of this equation. He was a persecutor and later on was persecuted and, of course, as we all know, beheaded eventually because of his faith. Uh, I think the one thing we need to uh, think about um, first here is that uh, when uh, Jesus is uh, teaching this, I'm sure you know he would have been aware of the fact that uh, the the first century Christians were in fact going to go through uh, a great deal of of persecution. There was going to be a lot of actual uh, torture, humiliation. Uh, uh, 
putting people to death in so many awful ways. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the commentaries that I was looking at last night when I was preparing for this show, this is when I was tempted to say, let's, let's pass over this verse, uh, you know, was describing some of the forms of uh, torture and, and death that the, that the early Christians uh, experienced at the hands primarily of the Romans. Uh, and it, it, I won't describe it on the air. It was, it was gruesome stuff. I mean, it was not just simply, you know, getting, you know, uh, bow and arrow or, you know, getting hanged or, you know, getting your head cut off. I mean, this was, a lot of it was slow torture. I mean, even, even getting burned at the stake, uh, which was a common way of putting Christians to death in the first century. I mean, that is a very slow and painful death. Uh, so we're we're talking about stuff here that was really hard, and I think uh, Jesus was uh, obviously teaching here uh, in anticipation of what he knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and there are some stories uh, of great faith. I mean, uh, one of the stories I was reading was uh, Polycarp, one of the great uh, early Christian fathers, and he was eventually burned at the stake, and uh, uh, he was, you know, quoted as saying. Uh, as they had tied him up and were about ready to light the fire, that he considered it his great joy uh, to be allowed to, uh, to, to experience death in this way because it, 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 it helped him identify with the pain and suffering of Christ, and he considered it his honor and privilege to, to die in such a, a way as to be able to be that, that kind of identity with the pain and suffering of Christ. I, even as I'm talking about it, I, I find it you know, he, hard to understand. You know. he, he redefines an optimist. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, a, a person who, you know, facing into death, uh, looked at it as, uh, uh, as a privilege. As a privilege. And uh, all the commentators that I read, that's pretty much what they all are saying, that you know, uh, one, of the, one of the aspects of this Verses that we consider it a, a privilege to also participate with Christ in uh, the pain and suffering. And yet today, Mark, when we look at the news and uh, the horrific things that are being done by ISIS, yeah. uh, where Christians uh, are being persecuted, executed, executed and right. uh, in many gruesome ways, this beatitude is as relevant today as it was when Christ uh, shared this message. Well, that is true, and that, that is something we, we certainly need to remind ourselves of. Even though we are fairly safe here in uh, America, although you know, there have been certainly events of the past weeks that would, would uh, ca- call that into some question, that we're as safe as we sometimes think we are. Uh, but we're not facing you know, on a, um, a basis like they are over in the Middle East you know, the very similar kinds of persecution that uh, the first century Christians did. Right. Well, Mark, let's take our break right now, and then when we get back, we'll be able to dive further into this uh, final of the blessed uh, Beatitudes. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. In a castle dark or a fortress strong with chains upon my feet Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise 
combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. I'd walk away like a movie star. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week, uh, we're reverting to one that's a rather obvious one, I think, and that is uh, uh, particularly, I, I think, uh, during uh, sporting event uh, coverage on TV, um, the, uh, the Cialis or the Viagra commercials. Well, we're, they seem to, to uh, use the opportunity of taking sporting events like golf tournaments. We have the British Open about to start. Uh, we're excited in our area because the Ryder Cup is going to be uh, right in our area in September. And during those big events, and then, of course, here comes football season, but uh, during those events, we seem to be inundated with uh, all of these uh, TV ads. That is true, and uh, uh, I'm particularly fond of the couple sitting in the bathtubs. Uh, (laughs) See, Alice... uh, are big uh, promoters of uh, owning two side-by-side bathtubs, uh, usually located outdoors. Yeah, usually located outdoors. You know, it's interesting. I watch a lot of the home renovation shows for some reason. I'm kind of addicted to those. And I've never seen side-by-side bathtubs put into any of those (laughs) The Property Brothers are not about to propose that you put side-by-side tubs in. No, not necessarily. Maybe a stand-up shower and a soaker tub. But um, anyway, well, you know, I think usually... Uh, there's a certain energy to these commercials. I think particularly the Viagra commercials uh, have some usually rather attractive and seductive-looking women. So, I mean, that's an obvious trigger of the week. And uh, partly what we're saying here is that it's a rather frequent one because they seem to be uh, on the TV all the time. Reminding us all to constantly be on your toes because when it comes to triggers, uh, they can come at you at uh, any number of uh, Angles. That is right. Well, you know, it's interesting that uh, those commercials are kind of uh, also triggering us into our shame about performance and you know capabilities and you know you know those kinds of things. So you know, it's kind of a trigger in a variety of different ways. So anyway, uh, for today, trigger of the week is the uh, the uh, Viagra and Cialis uh, commercials. All right. Well, let's bring our listeners back into today's show in which we're examining Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, let's talk about four possibilities here that uh, the main commentator that I've been reading, Dr. Uh, Barclay, um, lists as being um, the meaning of Jesus' teaching here. And uh, the first one, I think, is the one that we should probably pay the closest attention to. And that is this, that, uh, 
you will suffer persecution as an opportunity to show your loyalty to uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, in other words, uh, there's frequently going to be uh, a major conflict between uh, the life that Jesus would call us to live and the, and the life that the world is calling us to live. And if we are going to live in this world, we are uh, frequently going to be at odds with um, morally uh, what's going on in the world. And if we are going to stand up for our faith, what we believe in, following Jesus Christ and his teaching, uh, we are going to run afoul of uh, what the world is teaching, the conventional wisdom. Uh, I think about it in terms of certain of the, the moral issues of our day, uh, the various you know, agendas of the various uh, communities, the gay communities and so forth. Uh, we of course have the abortion issues and you know, lots of other things. And uh, if we are going to be consistent with our understanding of uh, Christ's teaching, Christian morality, we are going to run afoul of what the, the world is telling us is lo actually loving, accepting, tolerant, mature behavior. Uh, and therefore, the persecution that we're going to suffer is not so much the kind of physical persecution that we were talking about before the break, but now it's that uh, uh, emotional persecution, uh, the put-downs, the uh, being called various names, being called black and white, being called rigid, being called uh, uh, uncaring, and, and those kinds of things. So, um, the first thing we need to remember is that we will have great joy, which is what all of these Beatitudes are about, if we are in fact following the teachings of Christ, which may at times mean that we stand up against the teachings of the world and we suffer the persecution of, of humiliation because uh, we're being singled out as being, uh, being different. It reminds me of our earlier conversation. A few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, sports radio and how the local station here can, depending on the show that you're listening to, can sometimes uh, wander into some uh, some subject matter that is just doesn't strike me as always being appropriate for the airwaves. And you said, well, you know, there's one way to deal with that. Um, have you considered calling the station and complaining? Right. And uh, it that seems to fall into that worldly frame of mind of, are you going to stand up and uh, be willing to be persecuted, if you will, by saying, uh, I don't know why you think this is entertaining, but talking about uh, pornography uh, and, uh, and your willingness to participate in that, uh, who do you think you're inspiring by that kind of conversation? And uh, more times than not, you're probably uh, opening a, a, a whole can of worms there that might try to turn the tables on yourself for having the courage to speak up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think, you know, uh, blessed, happy, joyous is the person who does stand up. Uh, uh, he will experience... As the verse says, you know, rewards not just in heaven, but I think he will experience, you know, some rewards here on earth for uh, living a life of integrity and, uh, you know, practicing uh, what he believes. So I think there's always a good feeling that we get when we uh, say and do the right thing. Um, but, you know, how often it is the case that we don't do these things 
because we are in, in fact afraid of the persecution or the criticism or the teasing that will come as a result of that. Yeah. Strikes me as something that would be pretty common, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think the main point about this verse that I would leave with the listeners uh, before we go into the other three things is that, uh, you know, th- this verse is about what separates us uh, in a way from the world. And it separates us as, you know, where our true loyalties really are. And uh, uh, Jesus is not promising us uh, an easier, gentler, softer way. You know, if we follow him, uh, it is at times going to be rather difficult. It is going to be hard. And yet this verse itself encourages us to be righteous. That's right. That, that is exactly right. Because uh, Jesus knows that that is the ultimate form of joy or happiness. Right. And as we said from the very start of our study on the Beatitudes, Mark, um, all of these Beatitudes at the end of the day um, are intended to inspire us to to become closer to Jesus Christ. Right. That is right. So... And uh, secondly, you know, these kind of uh, lead into each other. Uh, when we uh, experience this, it allows us to identify with those who have gone before us who have made some of these sacrifices and uh, stood up for their faith. Uh, it allows us to identify with the courage that I think it takes to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, the second thing that Dr. Barkley talked about is that there are, there are plenty of examples in church history of those that have allowed themselves to stand up and be courageous and have been persecuted in actual physical ways, sometimes just emotional ways. And, uh, and it is, in a way, their opportunity to participate in the, uh, in the, uh, the tradition of what it means truly to be sacrificial and follow Christ. Thirdly, then, that leads into the fact that uh, uh, there have been many who have said uh, uh, that to suffer persecution is uh, their 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 joy, their their occasion to uh, to have uh, a moment where they are they are standing up for their faith. And uh, Dr. Barkley, you know, says, and he gives examples, and I won't bore our listeners with all of these historical examples that he gives of you know various saints along the way in the, the history of the church. But it is amazing to me as I was reading through some of this how many people faced into their persecution with great statements of faith and great um, anticipation even and great uh, joy even. And I'll have to be honest, uh, uh, Randy, uh, and listeners as you're listening to me, um, uh, this, is a, this is a really hard one for me to understand. I, I'm just being honest. Um, but yet I know that there are plenty of examples of it throughout the history of the church, and, and there are plenty of examples of Christians around the world uh, who are, um, like we were talking earlier, being called you know, to, to share their faith in the, in the possibility that they might even be killed for it. Well, there has to be an overwhelming sense of fear uh, that the individual is experiencing while all of this is going on. I mean, to, to know you're being persecuted, to know you're about to be persecuted, yeah. um, 
you can have this inner joy that you're talking about, uh, knowing that it's going to bring you closer to God. Uh, but at the same time, the real life human aspect of it is, I'm about to suffer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, well, let's do number four, and then I want to try to kind of relate it to, uh, a little bit to our population. But um, number four is that if we are willing to suffer persecution for Jesus' sake, uh, we will make, hopefully, things uh, easier for um, generations to come. It's like some of the lives and the testimonies and the, the actions of some of the early leaders of the church have, have paved the way for the church to be what it is and uh, for us to have had the opportunity ourselves to come to know uh, uh, a knowledge of Jesus Christ. So uh, we are always looking forward to... Uh, whatever we're doing, standing up for Christ in our relationship with him, paving the way for others, and hopefully through our witness and example, making it easier for others to come to him as well. And how can you apply that uh, in, in today's uh, culture? Well, what I'm, what I'm thinking about is that with our population um, and uh, men who are coming to us because they have uh, obviously done uh, sexual things that are not in the will of Christ, uh, is that as they, as they begin to get sober uh, and get sexually free and sexually pure, uh, they are going to be uh, uh, perhaps at times even teased uh, about that. Uh, I've heard that story all the time. Uh, I, I remember uh, an early example in my own life when I was uh, uh, talking to somebody about the fact that I had changed my life and uh, I and, and become you know sexually faithful and sexually pure at that point and I remember a guy being you know rather indignant and uh, in telling me that he thought I was just being arrogant uh, I think he used the word prude uh, I think he had some derogatory remark about you know uh, Christians and uh, I think there was a, a part of him that 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 didn't believe I was actually telling the truth. And uh, I remember thinking, uh, gee, you know, it was so much easier at times uh, to just go along with, you know, the party line and, you know, be the guy out there doing all these kind of things. Um, sometimes much more uh, accepted by, you know, the adolescent nature of some people out there. Uh, the point being that if you're going to change your life uh, and uh, there are going to be people who have a hard time accepting it, believing it, might even be critical of you for doing it, certainly might tease you about it. Uh, now, this is, a, this is maybe a hard one, but, uh, you know, uh, if you get honest about your behaviors, uh, this is a, maybe a kind of a funky way of looking at it. Uh, you have been covering up things for years and years and years in your marriage, and uh, if you're going to follow Christ, become a truth teller, um, you may suffer some some consequences um, in your marriage. Your 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 spouse may get you know really angry at you, uh, really con condemning and lots of other things. You know we we hear examples of that. So uh, the point being that anytime we decide to get honest and uh, follow Christ, there there may be some uh, persecution, so to speak, if we look at it in a in a broader way that's beyond physical persecution. There may be some consequences that we experience that are not always pleasant. Um, but it is a great joy 
to uh, follow Christ. It is a great joy to be a person of integrity. It is a, a great joy to be a person of sexual purity. It is a great joy to be a person who uh, uh, is trying to do the next right thing. So um, I think this passage is meant to encourage us uh, in a way that it that uh, we will have joy uh, if we are following Christ. And that is really the theme of all of these Beatitudes, hasn't it been, Randy? It really has, Mark. As I yeah. just heard you say this last segment, yeah. uh, in the, your choice of words, um, it, it popped into my mind as you're using words like, blessed are um, men of integrity. Right. You know, blessed are the accountable. Yeah. I mean, because it takes courage to do all of these things. So yeah. um, it takes courage to be... Uh, to face persecution right. in the name of righteousness, in the name of Jesus Christ, and yet to know that uh, the kingdom of heaven and all of its glory uh, awaits us if we're able to do that. That is right. Yeah, much lengthier eternal reward as well. Uh, so um, I was just thinking about this again. I mean, I think in terms of some of the ways that uh, uh, the men around here choose to get honest um, they will face into some consequences uh, for getting honest sometimes. And that's something that we accept So, um, as being uh, maybe the price that we pay for becoming the men that God is calling us to be. And with that in mind, we invite our listeners, we invite uh, the men that are part of our community uh, to take that challenge. I mean, I think that, uh, that Jesus here is challenging us right. uh, to, to face this persecution for the sake of righteousness. And uh, if we're willing to do that, uh, the reward of the kingdom of heaven awaits. That's right. How else should we close? Yeah. That's I, the promise. That, that's the promise right there. I, I think that might be the close right there, Mark, is to end with this promise. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that's what keeps us all going. That's what keeps us focused. That's what keeps men on their healing journey. That's right. Exactly. So be of a good courage out there if you're experiencing persecution uh, in the ways that we've described it today. Uh, reach out for fellowship because that's part of what this is. Experiencing persecution is our opportunity to share in the suffering of Christ and to share with each other. And you've been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. My name is Randy Everett, your co-host, and we thank you for joining us today on the Men of Valor program. We hope that this coming week is going to be a week for you that's filled with many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.